It's The Last Fry, a podcast that brings you the same joy that you experience when you find that last French fry at the bottom of your fast food bag. Join Patrick and Deacon B for humorous, inspiring, and joy-filled discussions about a variety of life-related topics that will help you make tomorrow better by besting your yesterday. Here's Patrick and Deacon B. Well, welcome in, everybody, to this special series edition of The Last Fry as we begin uh, this idea of a block of topics that are all wrapped around a central theme. And our theme for the next multiple episodes is going to be that of relationship. And so we thought we'd start our relationship series at the foundational level uh, with communication, communication styles, communication skills. Uh, what does that look like in your world as well as ours? So, um, hey, um, what are we talking about again? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you sorry about that. for that. Uh, well, of course, one of the keys <laughs> to good communication <laughs> is listening. And yes, Pat is the listen master, as we can all tell. Uh, so, oh. And one more thing, before we really begin, I am going to, uh, in the radio business, we call this the hook. Uh, I am going to tell you a story about the most embarrassing career uh, communication fiasco of my life. And I guarantee you, it is going to make you cringe. It's going to put butterflies in your stomach. It's going to make your toes curl. It's going to make you go, oh, no, no, no. But you have to so, hang in there and listen so you're show. saying you're saying we're going to feel your pain is what you're feel, saying. You're going to feel gonna... the pain, yes. <laughs> and I know you're thinking, hey, look, Deacon, dude, it's a digital show. We can just fast forward until the end, until we find it. But you're not exactly sure well, where. Well, yeah, you're, not you're, sure, you're not sure where I'm going to put this into the show. So, And it's li- listen to the show. It's going to be a fun show. But also, I guarantee you, you don't want to miss this because uh, th- probably there'll be very little that you could have ever done in your professional career that will equal what I did. So hang in there for that. <laughs> so let's just jump right in. As we begin this idea of communication, it's good to begin in the beginning, right? How were you raised? What kind of home were you raised in? That's called family of origin. And studies have shown that uh, the type of communication style that you experienced as a child, as a teenager, young adult, whatever it was, has significant impacts on the way you communicate as, as an adult. In fact, uh, the National Institute of Health did this big um, longitudinal study, lots and lots of patients, lots and lots of years. Uh, they they took subjects, I guess what they're called. They're not called patients. Uh, they looked at, at individuals at age 14, and they, and they did this big survey on, uh, you know, patterns of communication, on positive engagement, on hostility. And then they tracked them for 17 years. Now they're 31-year-olds, they're, they're married, they're, they have kids of their own, and they kind of gave them the exact same survey, and they found this uh, amazing correlation that those that listed their um, environment as being hostile or uh, low positive engagements or you know negative communication styles, they listed those exact same traits uh, as reasons for marital conflict or conflict in communication with their own children. So it really does make a difference uh, for you to identify just how just how you were raised. And um, Pat, you're you're a married guy. You have uh, spouses and in laws, children. Well, I only own. have one spouse. I've got one spouse. Yes, yeah, good spouse point. In, the, in, in the singular. Whoops. There, did sorry. I just? Whoops! I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Did that did that come out? I, I'm yes, sorry. It, just just that one that we know about. So let's keep it that one way. One spouse you. there. Yes. Uh, so. And she's um, probably listening to this thinking, right, this what are those show. two this is the one, doing? This is the one show she'll actually listen oh to. And then, and then you're going to have some conflict resolution of your own there, my friend. I'm buying dinner. Good there Lord. it is. Yeah, 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 I'll be listening and conflict uh, resolving here pretty soon. Thank you, so, Kevin, for that. <laughs> one of the things that we um, we both involved with, uh, Patrick and myself and our spouses, uh, one for me yeah. and one for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Is... Uh, <laughs> is we are sponsor couples, you know, for, for young couples getting married. And uh, this particular uh, couple, she was raised in a house where it was just, it was loud, it was instant. Man, if you had a problem, you got a problem with me, you know, you bring it to me now. You know, that kind a lot of, of, and screaming, ah, yeah, what are you talking about? You're like crazy, right, right. So, so very extroverted Very extroverted environment. Okay. Just like, inst- like, you got it, it was just, boom, done. Handle it. It doesn't matter how loud it got, it got handled instantly. And he was raised in this house where everything was calm, you know, never heard his parents raise their voices. In fact, you know, if there was, if the tension was starting to ratchet up, he was trained, you know, you take a deep breath, you turn around, you leave the room, you take five minutes, cool off, take a deep breath, whatever. And so now they're in this relationship and, and every, and there's conflict and you can even just see it when they're sitting on the couch. She's like, blah, 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 blah. oh, and then, blah, 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 blah. and he's just like, he's like sinking. He's into the, he's in the couch cushions. He's like, he's like two feet tall. And, <laughs> and he just wants to leave the room because that's how, that's how he was, how he was raised. And so, you know, for her, when he got quiet and turned around and left the room, she thought that was like an insult. But, right. but for him, that was the way that, you know, he was actually giving her space to calm down. And so they kind of really, it was frustrating until we kind of pointed it out that, hey, you know, these, this might have been the way that, that you were raised. And so right. uh, it, it definitely tends to affect uh, your communication style currently. And that highlights how important it is for couples to calibrate on their communication, how they were raised, what their comfort levels are, if one is an introvert and the other is an extrovert for for both of them to understand that and 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 understand what their reaction how how they respond to a conflict and a disagreement and and something that so many couples don't do that end up damaging the relationship so that's uh, that's really interesting because i was born i was born well i was uh you were born raised that's true. i was born i was born on an air force base i was raised uh, on a, in a military family and my experience was really from fear and yeah. that was and again i was uh, i was a kid in the 70s into the 80s and a lot of times uh if if we did something on the air force base or 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 behaved badly it would reflect on our father who back then most of the most of the family's dads were the ones that were in the military now it's it's different but back then it was still very male centric military and uh, so we lived in a world of fear you didn't speak your mind you didn't talk back to the p- police on base you didn't even do that to your parents because if that got out oh, of yeah. the neighborhood then that could impact your dad's career, career. so yeah. many of us yeah. children were, children are meant to be seen and not heard that's right and so so many of us were raised in a in a fear environment now were there kids on base and families on base who were 
not careful? Yes, yes, there were. And what was interesting, looking back on it, is those families and the dad, the guy that was in the military, his career didn't look the same as maybe some of these other families who conducted themselves differently. So really, really interesting. So I, I did. I grew up in a, in a little bit of a fear-based culture in that you were very careful with what you said and to whom you said it and how often you said it. And a lot of times saying nothing was the safest route to go right now does it do you find that that transfers over um i know you did some you know you're a manager now uh do you find that that sort of transfers over into kind of the workplace yes uh, communication styles as well you bet you bet i'm um i would tell you i am probably a little bit more brave chatting with my crew with the folks with whom i work than i am with my upper management i, I tend to be much more guarded with my upper management not dishonest never never dishonest but I, in the past, have tended to maybe soften the message or leave, leave some things out that, were, that, that could have added value, but by not putting them in there didn't, didn't do any harm. And so, yes, I, I do find that. And, and it even goes into my conflict resolution, and that is I tend to avoid conflict at work or even at home, but, but especially at work just because of, of the way I was brought up. So really, really interesting on, on that element. So, but, and I'm an extroverted guy. I don't know if you could tell that I'm on the yeah, podcast. No, 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 really, but, not really. Um, How you say, hey, <laughs> what's going on? What are you doing? Uh, very, very introverted. <laughs> so, so it, it's interesting being, being extroverted, but still being guarded with, what I say and to whom I say it and how I say it and uh, something I've been developing over the years and I think I've gotten better but I am also indelibly stained with the way I was brought up so I think family of origin is so important and you're right Kevin it does bleed into into the work environment and um, uh, the the little hook that you gave us earlier about your your embarrassing moment we'll just call project blackberry uh, i think will really <laughs> illustrate some of some of that toward uh, <laughs> toward oh the end gosh. of that here yeah. um so interestingly enough you and i did quite a bit of research when we brought this topic up because we didn't want to just come on here and and talk about it we wanted actually something to stand on and interestingly interestingly enough when I looked at Harvard Review articles and Indeed.com and so many other sources online on conflict resolution and effective communication. And if you haven't figured it by now, it's a Venn diagram. Those two things overlap. But on all of these articles on For what those the of you that don't know who Venn was, he was, a, oh, yeah. I believe it was a fourth century circle drawer. I think his name was Perhaps. Venn. And yes, he, yes. And he loved to draw circles. Yes. And, um, yeah, and just, overlap them. They overlap them. Yes. That was that was that was his big story. His big so, thing. So, so thank you so much, uh, Encyclopedia Brown. Um, so, <laughs> so the number one thing that so many of these articles talk about with regards to conflict resolution and effective communication, listening. Huh? Effective. What was that again? Active listening. Oh, are you listening okay. to me. Listening. No. Oh, yes. yes so so interesting. And and you and I have chatted about talking doing an episode on what exactly is active listening and bringing in stories of when we failed to actively listen and some of the successes that we have experienced over time when we did really apply those skills so i think that for those of you out there who are interested in this series i think that might be a really neat one to listen to so hang on to that we might we might put that one out 
here sooner than later. But listening, and if you don't know what active listening is, definitely do a web search on it. Get some of those tips, but it starts with truly listening, not just hearing, not just being in the room and physically present, but stopping the noise in your head and just listening to what the other person is saying. And as easy as that sounds, oftentimes it is so difficult because what you're doing is you're hearing the words coming in and you're coming up with a response or a solution or whatever you think you want to say next when you haven't finished even listening to the message. And I am guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. No doubt. So... All right. Hey, and speaking of listening, uh, we are listening to you. Yes, we out are there, and yes, uh, we've we got are. some fun. We got some fun feedback from folks. Uh, we heard from Shannon out in Ohio, who hey, is Shannon. really enjoying the show. Uh, she uh, said that she uh, enjoys the enjoyed the the feedback episode, um, as well as just the general tone and uh, sort of the. The nature of the show. So thank you very much for that. Jackie out in New Mexico also said she's enjoying the show. Aaron in Santa Fe uh, gave a thumbs up to the fun title and the little uh, Last Fry uh, logo and uh, and the general idea. So thanks very much for your for your feedback. Uh, and now the the story. The the here's story. The, the story. So uh, <laughs> in the interest of time, I'll keep this kind of brief. This is back in the day. I was in the corporate world in sales, and uh, this was when uh, managers were were doing ride-alongs. We call them where you had managers that spent the entire day with you. It was like a like a reps. Uh, it's not a not a great day for the reps. And uh, we just got the BlackBerry. For those of you who remember the BlackBerry, sort of the first smartphone had this little roller ball right in the center, and yep. you could scroll up and down to a wide and variety the, of and the keyboard, a physical keyboard, like physical remember keyboard. Yeah. Yep, and, uh. and and you could push the roller ball, and it would it would be like the enter key, and and so so on and so on. So, um, I was talking with uh, a, another rep, a good friend of mine, a female, and uh, we're just shooting the bull. And then the f- phone rings, and it's my manager. And uh, he says, "Hey, um, you've been selected as uh, as an outstanding rep. And um, what we're doing is managers from all the different districts are coming, and they're doing ride-along days. And so uh, this manager is going to come in from Denver and spend the whole day with you. And you should be expecting a phone call from her pretty soon." And I said, "Okay." I said, "Okay," but what I thought was, "Oh, geez, no, oh, man, right. here we go." So. About, yeah, two minutes later, phone rings. It's her. And I answered it on my handy-dandy BlackBerry. And uh, we chatted. Very, very, very nice. Very sweet. Uh, I'll come out to see you. Sounds great, said I. I can't wait. <laughs> and then we hung up the phone. And so then I went to call my good friend, the rep, back. And so... I hit my little roller dealy and I pushed the enter button and female voice came on the line mm-hmm. and I said, you'll have to tune in next time to hear the rest <laughs> of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. And come on back next week. You will hear the rest of the most embarrassing, terrible thing you could ever imagine, right here on the Last Fry. So you got to you got to listen, folks. You got to listen. There so tune in. 
So uh, now we get to the uh, what we like to call the uh, the suggestion part of the show. Uh, this is the part of the show where uh, you know we kind of kind of give you some uh, some take homes kind of stuff. Um, oh, speaking of good take homes, in the feedback session, Patrick, I oh yes, after the feedback episode, I was at a restaurant, yes. had a fantastic experience. The hostess was fantastic. The the server, the food, the everything. And so on our own last fry advice. I called the manager over and I said, I wanted to tell you, I had a fantastic experience and laid it all out and the people, the amazing, the food, the host, the server. And I said, I just want you to know you're running a great ship here and, and we're coming back. And it was so, his smile, cause you know, usually when you ask for the manager, it's not good news, but his, right, he right. is smiling ear to ear. And then as I'm walking out the door, he's, I can see him. He's back in the kitchen. He's, he's high-fiving the chefs. He calls out this, this Chris was the waiter's name. He's like, you know, I could hear him saying it's all good and, and the hostess and everything. So I was the last fry joy in uh, taking our own feedback advice. So there we go. And, and did it hurt? Did it take a lot of effort? Was it painful? No, it, was, it made me no. feel, it was, it was fantastic. Right. It was fantastic. Exactly. So, well, so very well uh, done. Very well yeah. done. So uh, in terms of suggestions, here's a couple of quick suggestions from uh, professionals and uh, high-ranking communication officials. Uh, one of the things that <laughs> you can you can do is uh, try to avoid broad-brushing statements like "always and never." You know, I always have to. Either. You never do this. Why are we always never? Always and never. Not good in terms of communication style or conflict resolution. Uh, one of the other things to do is kind of realize um, who, what kind of person are you? Are you a, a crockpot communicator? or a microwave communicator. Like the story I talked about earlier, right? She was a cro- she was a microwaver. She was like boom boom, get it out, get it done, get it yes. Oh you know, right, right. Com- that couple bam, that you bam, talked bam. about. Right? The couple of, and and yeah. he was a crockpot dude. He was, you know, he's thoughtful, he took his time, you know, that kind of stuff. Who what, identify your style. And again, not that one's good and one's bad or whatever, whatever. Correct. Just Correct. understand what you are, because if, if you're a microwaver and you are in a room full of crockpotters or if you're in a relationship with somebody who's not like you, you have to understand it and make the appropriate adjustments. Agreed. And and along those lines is the language that you use in these communications is so important. Focus the message on the issue instead of the person. And if you do need to bring in a person, say I instead of you. When you say I wish you would do X, Y, and Z. Mm, kind of an attacking right, way you say. Right. I would really appreciate it if we talked about whatever. Uh, or uh, uh, the word attack isn't right, but attack the attack the problem or attack the conflict and not the person because the conflict is really what you're trying to resolve and not attack the person because that just turns really, really bad, really, really fast. So we call it the I instead of you. And, and I try to do this as well as I'll make it more about me than about attacking that person because I'll say, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. So it's my problem, right? I'm not saying you're a lousy communicator, Right. Can, yeah. And I need you to tell me what you need. No, it's like, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding. Would you mind explaining it to me? I've taken on that burden. And, and it's it, nine out of 10 times. It's, it truly is the burden. It's, it's not that you're, that the person I'm chatting to is a poor communicator. Maybe I wasn't listening. There it is. There uh, it is. All so right. yeah, I, instead of you attack the problem and, 
and the big one, folks. This is at work, at home, with your children, with your mother, with your mother-in-law. Put down the phone. Be, Put be present. Down be the less. phone. Put down. Yes. The phone. Show somebody that you phone. care. Right. So absolutely. So that that's just a huge one, and the the phones really have. Ironically, a, a telephone is hampering communication. Yeah. Right? Is, <laughs> that's because it's not a phone. Right, it is. It's, it's, it's an access port to all things distracting. Right, absolutely. So put down the phone and pay attention. And like I said, we uh, Deacon and I are, are seriously considering dedicating uh, an episode to active listening and what that means and how to really put it into real-life situations as opposed to just reading an article and saying, well, that sounds all great, but how do I plug it in? We're going to try to do that. Excellent. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this first series of a set of series on relationships. Hope you enjoy it. And again, <laughs> you're going to have to tune in to hear the rest of my, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what's happening to me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But uh, uh, tune in to that. And yeah, be be a better listener. Be a better communicator. Be the kind of person that brings the joy of the last fry to your communication styles, which eventually and ultimately will make your tomorrow better by besting your yesterday. <laughs>